The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's it's painful. All right, everybody, welcome to a, another fabulous, technically proficient, awesome episode of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. The live stream is DOA tonight. I do not know what has happened. We apologize to all the people on YouTube. I don't think you're seeing us. Uh, so, guys, what a great way. Aren't we, really, aren't we doing them a favor? We are. We probably at? are. We probably are doing them a favor. Just as we get the YouTube channel growing, subscribers, people excited about it. We got the video rolling and it's all dead. It's burning pile of trash. I put on pants for this. <laughs> I, I did not. So, you know, and it's disappointing because we got the Mora bracket. We got we got uh, Drew Brees apology. We got should you wear a Drew Brees jersey. We got topics how to survive the summer without sports. Like we have some fun, interesting stuff in the chat room um, and they'll get none of it. Um, but you should support the podcast anyway because we are going to give you a box, a booze bundle that Dave has created for us that is freaking amazing. Crudetasum Cup, Forever Drew Cup, a custom shot glass that Dave has designed for us that is amazing, and a koozie. What more could you want? Become a $10 patron. You get that box shipped to you in August. It's amazing. You should do it. Um, so... The, I'm not going to lie, the, the catastrophe that is the live stream has me off kilter, Andrew, but... They can still hear us, man. It's all good. They, they don't need to see your ugly mug, it's Ralph. just a normal podcast, Ralph, yeah. just like we've been it's... doing for 11 years. Really, it's going to be okay. Deep breath. Deep breath. So, you posted something on our Facebook page where everybody should go and join our new Saints Happy Hour Facebook group. Uh, you posted it, and I thought it was a great topic, and it is... Are we ready to forgive Drew Brees? And how are you going to feel about wearing your Drew Brees jersey come the fall? Yeah, uh, yeah, we did a poll on that on Twitter, and I think seventy seventy percent of Saints of I think we had about three hundred and fifty people that voted on this. Seventy mm -hmm. percent were were like, "Yep, Drew. Either Drew did nothing wrong, or I'm good with wearing the jersey now." Twenty um, percent were like which is probably where i fall to be honest 20 percent were like i will definitely wear the jersey at some point but i feel a little weird just wearing it now and 10 really? that's how you feel well i mean i just feel like if i wore it now it's not that i haven't forgiven him i have and i'm cool like i 
I, I believe that he made a mistake. And I know a lot of Saints fans don't feel that way. And I respect that. But I, I think he made a mistake. Um, he, he's apologized for it. So, like, I'm good with Drew. I think out of respect for what's going on, I wouldn't want to be ornery and wear the jersey and, and you know, just feel like I'm starting shit. So That's the thing. That, that, like, it, it, I mean, it, I just – it, it's a, it's sort anyway, of anyway. Ten percent said never again. I will never forgive Drew Brees. I will never wear his jersey. That's a, actually that that to me I, was I mean, a little bit low. And I'll get to that well, in a second. I, but go I, ahead, Dave. I, I don't. I, here, here's what I don't understand. I mean, you can we can absolutely blame Drew for being uh, being tone deaf. Yes. Uh, in the heat of the moment, uh, yes. maybe being a little. Old school, old fashioned, stuck in his ways. Maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little too patriotic, if that's possible. Uh, you could even blame him for being selfish, and only yes. thinking of his own, his own family, his only grandmother, his his his, own, his you know his grandparents, grandfathers, his own white privilege. But see that? Well, see you saying that right there. Like I, I don't know. I just I think he. I don't think that. He's like a racist, though. I don't know. So, I, I mean, he's a person. Yes, he made a mistake. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to defend him. Yes, he he's said a dumb thing at the wrong time. But uh, I don't think that the things that he's that you could blame him for uh, are necessarily so egregious that you can't wear the man's jersey anymore. That's 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 what I feel. No, I'm with you. I, I my thing is if you want social change like it, the word change i mean it implies that you need people to change so if you want things to improve you need people to change their minds and you need to bank on the fact that if they get the right information that they will change and so right. if you're if you're saying that Drew Brees I will never wear his jersey again I can't forgive him he can't change then what's the point of all this cuz we're never going to be able to convince people to do the right thing in in addition to the fact that I think uh, I think he's being blamed or you know or I think he's being blamed for something maybe more than what it really is. But in addition to that, he did handle it I think as best he could uh, in yeah. the aftermath. He said all the right things. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's trying. He's trying. If uh, we can only we can only take him for his word and at face value. And so if we are to believe all the things that he's said, uh, then he's turned a corner and heading in the right direction, which only more so should make it okay for you to be able to wear his jersey. We all make mistakes. You know, you're convincing yeah. me, Dave. Give me another like 48 hours, <laughs> and I, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to wear the jersey. I think oh, I just and this is a step. This is a separate point, but like, a grown man wearing a football player's jersey. Like I question that anyway. Yes. Oh, I believe. So glad you. So glad you brought that up. Wearing a jersey a to a non-football game is weird. That's my uh, opinion. Wearing any sports jersey to a non-sporting event is weird. Like if you wear an NBA jersey to a non-NBA game, it's weird. If you wear a football jersey to a non-football event, like a barbecue, it's weird. And I at what at what point that. does it become weird? Like because for kids, obviously, kids, it's, fun, it's okay. Right? But for like for like a grown adult to be like meeting you out at a bar and like wearing a Breeze jersey, it's just I'm like, what if it's like a Saints watch party? What if it's like a draft party? 
That's okay. Like it's if it's if it's, okay. a, if it's a football related event. If it's a non-football related event, it's weird. You know. <laughs> like the dude, the dude wearing the Tracy McGrady's no. Rockets jersey at the pool Girl's today favorite. was weird. Sorry, it just is. When the Saints played the Vikings, uh, I went to church that day uh, in 2009 in the NFC Championship game. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I went to church that day before the game, and uh, the priest was wearing a Drew Brees jersey. (laughs) True story. I believe it. Yeah. So right across the street from you, Dave, St. Francis of Assisi, I think. I mean, St. Francis Xavier. Xavier, sorry. I That's wonder. My I went there today. I wonder if his really? jersey sales will take a hit. Like uh, Drew Brees jersey sales. Yeah, maybe. I mean, probably. I think I, I think I think all jerseys are probably taking a hit this year. All, nah, like, but I, I, you know, it'll take a hit because there's there's that small percentage like you saw on Facebook or whatever that 10, 15 percent or whatever that uh, really takes it seriously, and so yeah, I could see it taking a hit. I'm not a huge hit, but yeah, a, a hit nonetheless yeah there there's one uh there's one uh patron in the chat that says that soccer jerseys are acceptable everywhere are we in agreement mm. with that it's kind of got more of a t-shirt feel to it i was it about does. to say yes because they're really just glorified t-shirts with some stripes and this crest on it that's true yeah, yeah. I, I soccer jerseys soccer jerseys baseball jersey maybe but like basketball and football a hundred percent you know, like if it's weird, it, the dude in the Tracy McGrady jersey at the pool today was weird, and not just because he was, he weighed <laughs> 85 pounds and he it looked like the jersey was gonna fall off of him. It would have been weird if he'd have been normal height and weight. Tracy McGrady, huh? Rockets, rockets, I'm, rockets right? It's it's Houston, so it make it makes sense. Um, so. Here's another thing that I wanted to talk about that's a little bit off topic from the Saints. We're going to get to We'll get back to the show in just a second. There is no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, 
NASCAR, and international soccer all have resumed play, and Bet Online has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. You need more? Bet Online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devote gamblers to check out. Bet Online also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnlineAG on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. Well, let's start. Let's before we get to that, let's talk about. Alvin Kamara's contract. I saw a lot of Saints Twitter talking about that this week, and I wanted to touch on it because it's a real topic. And the reason why I think it's interesting, Andrew, is uh, Delvin Cook for the Vikings, who is same draft class as Alvin Kamara, one year left on his deal. He said, I'm not doing a damn thing. I'm not doing Zoom meetings. I'm not doing online. I'm not doing nothing until I get a new contract. And... In my opinion, Alvin Kamara is magnitudes better than him. So I know it's I know it's each player's situation is different, but does that give you pause and think maybe just because Alvin Kamara is be, not being vocal about it that he's going to be a guy he's going to be holding out he's going to be making noise he's going to want his money come July. Dave, did you notice that? Ralph, at separate times in that question, called him Camara and Kamara. Did you, did you notice that? <laughs> he's just covering it. He's covering his ass. He knows, he knows at some point he's one of them's got to be right. He says if he it says it differently enough times, eventually right. one of them's yeah. got to be correct. Like yeah. That that way he can say, oh yeah, that time I said it wrong, that was just an accident. Yeah. Just throw it, throw a bunch of shit at the wall. And just see what sticks. Uh, so yeah, I wonder if Dalvin Cook would was a second round pick so i wonder if the fact that he i mean it's not a lot more money but he does he has a little bit more money in the bank than camara and i wonder if that makes him just a little bit more willing to to risk the finances but you know i mean i would have thought with the fines there was no way that camara would hold out so i i would have before the news about Cook, I would have said no way. I'm very surprised that Cook is refusing to play. That is very surprising to me, given the fines and given the fact that even as a second round pick, he really has not made bank. You know, yeah. um, so I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I, I tend to think Kamara's going to show up, um, but but I don't know. Dave. Uh, I think I, uh, I'm just kind of, I'm trying to look at his, his numbers here. Uh, when's he, so he's up for contract after this season. Yeah. Same as yeah. Cook and, Cook and Kamara slash Kamara slash Kimono. <laughs> kimono, Alvin Kimono. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, uh. I guess I somewhat agree. I guess I agree with Andrew. I, I, and maybe that's just wish, wishful thinking that he's not going to make a big stink about it uh, and that he's just going to trust the process. But who the hell knows? They, everybody holds out now. It's, you know, common practice. Contracts mean nothing anymore on both sides. Uh, but it's more punitive if you hold out, supposedly. Yeah. I don't know. So... I, I just, I don't know. I, I guess part of me 
wonders like what the you know as far as this whole coronavirus thing going on and and what the season's going to look like uh is that going to help you or hurt you if you're Camara, you know, as far as negotiating is concerned or whatever. I don't know. Well, that's a good question. Andrew, if you're Alvin Kamara, are you like, I have got to get my money now (laughs) because the cat may go down. The cat might go, the cat might go down and teams don't value running backs highly anyway. So if the saints are offering me four years, $44 million, maybe I should take it. Because I don't know what my market's going to be post-coronavirus world. I don't know, man. I don't want to pay Kamara. I know. I love the dude. I wish he would stay with the Saints for a really long time. But I know what it's going to cost to keep him. And you just said it. Four years, $45 million. You know, It's going to be north of $10 Shut million a year. Shut up and you big ball fuck. Don't pay Kamara. Shut up with that. I don't, want, I don't want to pay a running back $10 million a year. I, I just don't. Like, it's too easy. If the Saints had not had Pierre Thomas and Mark Ingram and Darren Sproles and Reggie Bush and Kamara and, and Latavius Murray, like, it's just – and Kyrie Robinson and Chris Ivory. Like it's just been too easy for Sean Payton to find a back that can produce in this offense without paying them. They, they've never had to pay a back. Why start now? I'm just going to say amen to that as far as Andrew is concerned. Uh, I echo that 100%. I love Camara. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm on, I'm on board with that. But uh, When I'm you say every, don't. Everything Andrew said is 100% accurate. But, I mean, here's the thing. I don't, I don't even know if that's specific to the Saints. I think that's a, I think that's a trend across the league. I, don't, I think a lot of teams are now spending much less on running backs because yeah. it's, they're turning out to be a dime a dozen. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's the way the game has evolved, whatever. But... It's just, it's not a, uh, you know, five yards in a cloud of dust or whatever the fucking term is. I mean, that's just not that kind of league anymore. And and look, if it was, if they had Le'Veon Bell or Christian McCaffrey or Adrian Peterson in his prime where he's get, we're talking about 375 touches in a season, I'd feel differently, but. It, the Saints have always kind of been two or three backs, backed by committee. Do you, and... when, when you say don't pay Kamara, do you mean under no circumstances do not pay him north of like $9 million? Or are you like, hey, if they got him for four years, $40 million, and it was a really good deal, that's okay. Or are you just, no, we're not, I don't, you don't pay a running back, don't pay him $7 million, don't pay him $8 million, no. Don't pay him. Period. Uh, well, Go I mean, get another they one. They were ready to pay Ingram what three years, fifteen million. So they were gonna pay Ingram five million a year, and and then he ended up walking because he wanted more. So I would say that Kamara is worth more to the team than Ingram was. So yeah, I would say that seven million a year. I'm doing that. You know, maybe maybe eight million. Uh, but no, nine, ten, eleven. Uh, I'm just I'm done. I'm not doing it. And I know Kamara's gonna want that. I know his agent's going to sit. And the thing is, if he's on the open market, he's going to get it. Someone you, will pay him $12 million a year. I'm convinced. He's got – for him to get $12 million a year, Andrew, he, he's got to go – he's got to go 2,000 total yards in 2020 because he was injured last year. He went 12 weeks without scoring a touchdown. I think his market, like any running back market, is going to be soft. If, if Le'Veon Bell couldn't get the money he wanted – I don't think Camaro will. Um, so Dude, Christian McCaffrey, 
McCaffrey just what did he get? Fourteen million a year. Yeah. I mean, I get that production-wise, he's leaps and bounds ahead of Kamara, but someone will look at Kamara and they will say, if we give him the ball in every damn play, he's going to come awful close to what McCaffrey does for mm, the Panthers. Maybe. Someone will have that vision, and I'm not saying they'll pay him 14 million a year, but they're not going to blink at 11 million a year. And I just, I, I think he'll get that. It only takes one team, and there's a lot of stupid GMs out there. <laughs> Ryan Pace, Ryan Pace just entered the chat. Yeah, <laughs> he would be all over that. New phone, who dis? Yeah. yeah. What's no, up, you, guys? <laughs> no, you are correct. Um, so it'll be because here's the thing, right? And, and this is a point I, I, I was actually, uh, me and Andrew ha have been trying to tweet from the Saints Happy Hour account and be more conversational and that sort of thing, and yet. We've been more conversational and got more people talking to us and got more likes and got more retweets, yet people are fleeing the Saints Happy Hour Twitter account like it's the Titanic and it's sinking. Please don't do that. Follow us on Saints Twitter. Uh, follow us at Saints, Saints Happy Hour. But I was, talking, I was listening to Mina Kine's podcast, and she called the Saints salary cap a Ponzi scheme. And uh, I made a joke about that, and she said, I said it in the most loving way possible. And it is, and I want Dave, Dave, if you could make a T-shirt, the Saints are a Ponzi scheme. I think you could make serious money on that. But here's my question. Loomis Math, Andrew, the foundational principle of Loomis Math, one of the foundational principles at least, is the salary cap goes up every single year. And because of that, I will always have wiggle room to do what I want to do. With the pandemic and the salary cap possibly staying flat or gasp going down, how much are you worried about the Saints cap situation when Lattimore, Ramchap, Marcus Williams, DeMario Davis, and Kamara all are wanting to get paid? How worried about the Saints cap are you? Uh, well, first of all, Ralph, I, I can't believe you're going down this path again. I mean, how many times <laughs> does Mickey Loomis have to make you look like a complete idiot? Yeah, until really. you get it that it doesn't matter if there's a pandemic <laughs> it doesn't matter if an asteroid collides with planet earth it doesn't matter if a black hole sucks in the universe yeah. and the entire league is defunct mickey loomis will still find a way to get the saints to purchase players <laughs> so uh, so am i worried that mickey loomis will be able to pull it off and do, do what he needs to do absolutely not Lo loomis math knows no limitations now that being now that being said uh i don't know that worried is the word but i am resigned to the fact that the saints killed it in those two years of drafting and they've got a lot of it's gonna it's time to pay the piper on a lot of guys at the same time and they're just they're not going to be able to keep all they're just not and so they're going to have to pick and choose which ones are most important. And I, I think Ramchek tops the list for me. Uh, and, you know, Lattimore is a tough decision. Marcus Williams is a tough decision. I, I don't think Kamara is that tough of a decision. We just talked about that. And I hate to say that because, again, I, I love I love the guy. I hope he stays a saint for his whole career. But I, I don't pay him what I think he wants and what I think he'll get. So, um, yeah, it's going to be tough. Look, the Saints don't have a great cap situation next year to begin with. If the cap goes down because of the pandemic, 
uh, and they have even less space, it's problematic. I, I still think Loomis will find a way to make it work and keep the guys that he can, but we should be prepared to see at least a couple of those names you rattled off walk out. Do you think Kamara, if I would agree Kamara, Dave, is the most likely not to be re-signed. Who do you think is the second most likely of the the, the, the guys that I named to not be re-signed? Kamara, Ramchek, Williams, Lattimore. Lattimore. Who else? Who was the fifth one? Uh, Demario Davis. Oh. Uh, Marcus Williams. Yeah. Ooh. Honestly. Marcus Williams is uh, a t- it, Marcus Williams. Saints fans hate kind of hate him because of 2017, but analytics yeah. nerds love him and view him as an elite safety in the NFL. I feel the same way about safety that I do about running back. Why uh, why would why would you pay a safety? Yeah, you're not going to pay I yeah, I mean you're not going to pay him something ridiculous. Them paying Jarvis Bird years ago, uh that was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Um when you've got a star tackle like Ramchek and you've got a star cover corner like Lattimore, those are pillars of your team. Those positions are irreplaceable. Free safety, running back, like I well, and, know, and and linebacker and Demario Davis and totally leader leader of your defense, leader of your locker room. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, all three of those guys are definitely on another level uh, above uh, Marcus Williams. Well, the thing about Marcus Williams is, to me, I I sort of agree with Andrew. My only caveat for safety is, it's, it's the only way I'm paying a safety ridiculous money is if they're a turnover machine. Like if you're a if you're a five pick a year guy and you're causing three fumbles and you're creating seven to 10 turnovers a year, then I'll pay you. If not, I'm not going to pay you. And so I would agree, I would agree with that. The thing is though, I just wonder how the Saints view these guys. And the thing that's tricky with DeMario Davis and look, we all love him. He's amazing. He's the to me, he's the best cover linebacker in the NFL and I think you can make a case he's the best all-around linebacker in the NFL. My only caveat to the Saints re-signing him is if they don't pay him in the summer, Andrew, he's post 30 and if he starts to decline or gets injured, I think it wouldn't be a lock that they would keep him. So that's why I would move him slightly ahead of Marcus Williams as the second most likely guy not to be re-signed. Um, just because linebacker's such a violent... He's older. Yeah, he's post-30, and yeah. linebacker's such a violent position, you know? Well, well, as we saw with Vilma, when the wheels come off, sometimes they come off pretty quick. Well, the one thing I will say about Vilma is the Jets traded him to the Saints because they didn't want to pay him because they felt his knee was about to explode and the Saints traded for him and really got two you know 2008 2009 and a little bit of 2010 and then the wheels completely came off so that's a little bit different than Demario Davis but very similar when you when you factor in the age um so uh it's 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 interesting times do you think let me ask you this, and I want you both to answer, and I'll start with you, Dave. If one of them is going to get a contract in the summer, who is it going to be? 
Hmm. Ram check. Ooh, that's, that's my answer too. Yeah, I mean he's he's you know that's it, it, having a solid tackle is uh, worth his weight in gold and uh, you know that's the guy that's the kind of guy you want to build your offensive line around. Uh, you know, I, I, Ram check. Does the does the Texans' you're, stupidity you're, complicate it though, Andrew? Because they gave Laramie Tunsil three years, sixty-six million. I feel like the Saints do a good job of talking to their top guys and making them understand that, like, hey, that contract's crazy. You know, you, and <laughs> Bill O'Brien. We want to keep. Bill we want to keep stupid. you. We want to make you really rich. And I, I don't think Ramchek is going to be one of those guys. that's like I need to be the highest paid ever, or, or you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm leaving. He, I, I just, I think Ramchek would want to stay. You know, so I, I think they'll pay him very handsomely and that deal will get done. Um, you know, the, the thing is, so you got to look at it this way. Breeze is 41 and you've got to protect him at all costs. So, and he may only be here for one more year, but Ramchek is critical to Breeze. But it's also like if you're Sean Payton, you're an offensive coach and like the future is either going to be Taysom or it's going to be Jameis Winston or it's going to be someone else. You got to protect that, that guy too. You, you don't want him to start. You, you want to give him Michael Thomas. You want to give him Ramchek because you want to set him up for success. And if Ramchek is gone, all of a sudden your offensive line has a massive hole and a new quarterback taking over is uh, that that's a situation you want to avoid at all costs. So to me, Ramchek is priority number one for this team. Well, because the thing is, of all the guys I just mentioned, I am a hundred percent convinced, Dave, that a team would not blink in giving Ramshack $25 million a year for four years. Like if Tunsil got 22, a team that's desperate at tackle and awful and has a shit ton of cap space will gladly give Ramchak three years, $75 million guaranteed or whatever. Um, Lattimore probably too. I think a team wouldn't blink. I was blink. about to say, I think there is a team that's, that's going to pay whatever they need to pay for Lattimore too. Yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting. The one thing is, um, will Lattimore want to do a year, do a contract a year ahead of time when next year he could, you know, the Saints can this. Well, the Saints can they they picked up his his uh, his fifth year, which, by the way, Ramchek is the first ever guy to be picked 32nd and last in the first round and have his fifth year option picked up. Just a little bit. Of really? Yeah. Just a little bit of trivia for you. So, I'm surprised Patrick Robinson isn't on that list. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> we'll get back to the show in just a second. There is no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all have resumed play, and Bet Online has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. You need more? Bet Online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devote gamblers to check out. Bet Online also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit Bet Online AG on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. We are into the next portion of the Jim Mora bracket. 
And I just want to say, if you haven't listened, you got to sound the horn for that. Oh yeah, the uh, the. Uh... I want to say I, I had a. This was a great idea um, from uh, Danielle, who is a patron. She said we. I should go back and and cut out the Jim Mora bracket segments, and it should be its own podcast of like all the rounds. And uh, Danielle, I may do that. That's a. It was a great. That was a great idea. That was a a, a message from one of the patrons she she sent us. Um, but we this are into that we've done. I've gotten some good feedback on this bracket. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think it's feedback. just, I think they, uh, like you said, it's, it's the, the, uh, it's audio friendly, the, the audio bites. friendly yeah. portion yeah, of it. So audio friendly brackets. Um, so yeah, so maybe we could do, maybe we could do a bracket about us. Maybe we can, <laughs> it'll be so meta. We can do best saints happy hour best Ralph Ralph's worst saint worst pronunciation bracket well Boy, we, we could we could go like 32 rounds with that we need you we, know you know our, our good friend uh, Monadula I was he, he went the full Ralph with spelling uh, in the discord chat room <laughs> today so he correct he, he was talking about guys with uh, checkered pasts and he, he spells he goes Darren Harper uh, and there was another one that he misspelled, but he, he, and then he spells Tyreek Hill and Ben Roethlisberger correctly. So like the, <laughs> the two hardest names, he nails them. And then well, let me see if I can find this, but yeah, he, he spells the two hardest names perfectly. And then it's just like the, the softballs, Darren Sharper, he, he goes Darren Harper. And then there was another one that was ridiculously easy. It's like, it's like that. me. Why can I say, why can I say Abum Guachum correctly? But Obu, not, well, it's Obum Guachim, but yeah. Yeah, why can so I say Guachim correctly, but not? <laughs> so, so you can't. <laughs> yeah, but not Camara. So this this round we got we get these are the quarterfinals. This one these are these are strong. Are we gonna do all four tonight, guys? Or are we gonna do two two this week and two next week? Are we are we gonna do the whole quarterfinals tonight? What do you say? Uh, it's it's up to you guys, Dave. What do you say? What does the chat say, Andrew? Yeah, let's 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 go to the chat. Well, you guys are listening. Tell us, do you want us to? So, before total matchups, we're in the quarterfinals. Do you want us to split it into two, or do you want us to do the whole quarterfinal? All four matchups, two or four matchups. All right. Well, as they decide, let's, let's get them all. Let's get them all. <laughs> All right, let's knock them out. All and right, so um, Andrew, the first bracket tonight, the first matchup is the one seed playoffs uh, versus useless. And of course, um, listen, uh, playoffs it it uh, it got a buy. You know it. It's been on Coors Light commercials. It's it's Jim Moore. It's it's iconic. Every every football fan in the in the universe knows it. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is we threw four interceptions and fumbled once. One interception they returned for a touchdown. Three others were in our end of the field where they scored points. That's all I know. That's inexcusable. Inexcusable. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. 
Another game. So, I mean, that's just... My only disappointment is that he, at one point, and it, the soundbite didn't capture it, but I remember in that press conference, one of my, one of my favorite things that he said in that conference was, we, we might have had five interceptions for touchdowns this season. That might be an NFL record. <laughs> Jim Moore, when he gets worked up, he's hard to stop. And facts don't really come and see the equation. But the next one is one that, and, and, and I think I've mentioned this sometimes, is that we've stumbled on some great ones. But this one, this one, Dave, has um, a guy from your that you know from the Mets, Ron Swoboda, who's a Mets icon, but he mm-hmm. was a New Orleans reporter. And him and Mora would always go back and forth. And this soundbite is just Ron Swoboda at the end of the 88 um, season, the Saints by the time they kicked off, they would know whether the game meant, a play, meant they were playing for a playoff spot or they were playing just to go 10-6 and six and then go home. And Ron Swoboda called it useless, and Jim Mora lost his mind. See, that's the trouble. You probably played a lot of useless games. We don't play useless games. Every game we play is an important game, whether it's for a playoff spot or not. Maybe that wasn't the case with you, but it is with this football team. Every game, no game is useless. So when you use a dumb term like that, a useless game, that's the most f***ing idiotic question I've ever heard when you say something like that. that A useless, yeah, they're both dumb. Really? A a useless game. When was a game useless? That is idiotic. They're playing for what if, if they're playing Jesus for the playoffs Christ. or not? Is it useless? Is a game useless? You think players, Use your f***ing head. You think players Jesus. play differently? Maybe you did, huh? but these guys don't. Dumb f***ing question. A useless game. What do you guys think? A useless game. That is f***ing stupid. Wake up. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. 
They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm voting <laughs> useless. I'm voting for useless over playoffs. And everybody in the chat room, you can scream at me and you can yell at me, but I don't want Jim Mora as the Colts coach winning this bracket. And I want playoffs gone and I think this useless rant is better. It's got obscenities. It's got Jim Moore getting worked up. It's got him fighting with the media. It's got everything you want. I vote useless. Andrew, who you got? Yeah, the the uh, fans in the uh, chat room aren't going to be able to uh, vote, you know, because there won't be any ties with Kevin not here. So it's really oh, up yeah. to the three of us. Um, oh, man, I'm with you. I, playoffs is so iconic. It, I mean, it really is his most famous um, but I personally, I mean, the, the profanity, the, the profanity laced tirade and just telling a guy he's so idiotic, he's stupid. He even says itty effing otic. <laughs> he makes up <laughs> his own word. Um, so, ah, man, I, I think I got to vote against playoffs because it was with the Colts. I'm with you on that. Like, I, I think we've got to keep this a Saints rant. And so that's I'll go with useless, Dave. Well, my vote technically doesn't matter, but I am going with you guys anyway. Yes. Uh, and for all for all the for all the reasons you guys mentioned, I mean, you know, he's cursing. Uh, it's a it's a very pointed attack at a, one person in particular. It's got a, you got a personal touch with Swoboda too, right? It's got a, yeah. a little yeah yeah yeah. Uh, no, it's a good one. It's uh it's definitely a good one. I mean, Ron Swoboda is like. Never heard, we've never heard Peyton uh, go off like that. I can tell I you. I mean, that. Ron Swoboda is like the Tracy Porter of the Mets. Like, he's what you known. got going there, Dave? A little sc- screwdriver? Dave? I it's think a, you just. No, I'm, I'm, it's a uh, IPA. It's a juicy, oh hazy <laughs> IPA from a 
a fairly new local brewery here in New Orleans called All Relation. The brewer oh, nice. is from uh, formerly of Southern Prohibition and formerly also of Other Half in Brooklyn. And he uh, says he, he says it's an IPA, but it looks like a screwdriver. It it's like a there. New England IPA. See, this is what I'm talking. This is what I'm talking about, Juge. You you don't know what you're talking about as here, far as here we I go. Know. This. That this looks is good. like this is this is like drinking orange juice. It's a, this is called Are We Still Doing Citra? Question mark. I like that. Uh, citra, I need that. if you don't that know, looks, is a hop. That looks it's delicious. So it is. It's delicious. It tastes our like next, orange. It's like I, orange juicy, grapefruity, delicious. I love fruity beers. I'm drinking a Shiner sea salt and lime. Um, it's so not, so no, the it's next not that kind of fruity mother. Jesus Christ. So our next matchup is um, this one. I didn't even. Again, I had to do the, the to build this bracket out. I had to find enough uh, more rants to fill it out. This was a rant um, I didn't even know exist. This is Jim Mora calling in to a post-game television show on Fox 38, where he goes at one of his former players, Buford Jordan, and it's just magical. I just happened to walk in here and watch it, and I got to tell you something. It, it, it makes me almost want to vomit. And I'm very, being very honest with you. First of all, Buford, you absolutely have no idea who can tackle and who can't tackle. Uh, you're sitting back there saying they need to work on tackling drills. This guy can tackle. This guy can't tackle. You never come to practice. You absolutely have no idea how much time we spend on tackling. And for you to say that we have a bunch of roughnecks back there that need to learn how to tackle is ridiculous. No, nah, I didn't I say that. I didn't story. say that. My favorite part is this comes from the heart. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Like it's just amazing. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start doing that when I disagree with you guys. I'm gonna say, Dave, this comes from the heart, and then just blast uh, you. A couple of things. Uh, one, Ralph, I want you to pull the "It makes me want to vomit" sound clip because I want you to be able to use that uh, in future shows when Absolutely. it's appropriate. Okay, two. We need, we need like seven sound bites from this whole bracket. Totally. Yeah. Two, uh, I don't even know what you're going to – I'm not looking at the bracket. I don't know what you're going to play next. I'm voting for that fucking sound clip. I'm calling my shot right now. I don't care what's up next. It doesn't matter. That may be my favorite one of this entire tournament. Uh, the fact that he calls into a guy's fucking show, a former player's show, tells him it makes him want to vomit, tells him – don't even bother. I'm not. I don't even want to be on your show. I don't want anything to do with you. You are an <laughs> idiot. Uh, I can't even believe that you played on my team. I don't respect you. Uh, he didn't even. He went out of his way. He, he. It wasn't like he was being interviewed. Okay. All but, these it's, other but it's amazing all these other... that he goes on the show to tell him that he's <laughs> not going to go on the show. Yeah, okay. That's that. Okay. Also. <laughs> I'll call, that that bit of irony also makes it even funnier. But yeah. no, all the all these other sound bits are him being interviewed or him at a press conference where he's required to talk. He went out of his way, picked up the goddamn phone, and called into that fucking show just to give him a piece of his fucking mind. That right there makes this the best sound clip in the entire fucking tournament. <laughs> so well, this, this next one, this next one, I think might be better. 
Yeah, so this, get ready. This is uh, this is Jim Mora at home after the Saints lost on a Monday night to Green Bay. Uh, just eviscerating Saints fans. You know, I'd like to uh, begin my remarks by saying this, and I mean this in all sincerity. I've been coaching for 34 years, and tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career, probably the worst. When Wade Wilson got hurt, I actually looked up in the sands and saw people standing, clapping, and cheering when he was laying on the ground with a knee injury. And I'll say this, those are some sick, sick, sick people. Mentally sick. I thought it was horrible, disgusting, embarrassing, shameful. It stuck. People are sick when they do something like that. Absolutely friggin' sick. Guy's out there busting his ass, like all of our guys were, gets his knee blown up, not badly, hopefully, and they're standing and cheering and clapping. Those are sick people, sick in the head. They ought to get their ass thrown right out of the stadium. <laughs> Coach, do you think the fans' reaction to, to what happened will affect the whole world of your team? No, no. It's just, it's just, it, was, it was the sickest thing I've ever seen in 34 years of coaching. Sickest I've ever seen in 34 years of coaching. It, it makes me want to just... I don't know. I can't describe it. Words don't describe how I feel right now of what happened tonight. Words cannot describe it. What about players? Oh, I, oh, I don't know. Ask, ask them. I would hope that they'd be upset as I am. If, if they, you know, I would hope so. I mean, that's, it's disgusting. I've never been in a stadium in my life, in my 34 years of coaching where they did that. Never. And I've been in every NFL stadium, most, a lot of college stadiums. It was disgusting. People are nuts. Sick. <laughs> it's so good. This 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 bracket uh, four or five is strong. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I I already voted, so I'm not even gonna comment on that. But Ralph, my second petition, the second audio clip needs to be. You need to string together all the times he says "sick" and just put it all together as one <laughs> audio bite. That would be difficult. Sick. sick, 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 sick. Metal I'm, sick. I'm going with sick. Yeah. I I just. The, um, now, the number of times that he that says been, sick. This could have been the finals matchup. This could have been It, the it really could matchup. have been. I mean, I just think how he rails on the fans. And, you know, he's right. He's justified in feeling the way he does. You should never cheer when your own player gets <laughs> quarterback. Yeah. But, uh, and I, who is Wade Wilson's backup that year? Who went in for Wade Wilson? Um, I can't imagine it was any better. Uh, Wade it, Wilson was terrible. Was it little known fact? Wade Wilson was nicknamed Woodrow Wilson because he was so old. <laughs> Fans were calling him Woodrow. That was his nickname. <laughs> it might have been Walsh. I don't know. I gotta look. Nah, I gotta, Walsh was gone by then. I think. I gotta look it up and see who. Uh, All right. Well, let me know what you find out. But yeah, I, I can only imagine how much worse it was turning away from him. If if Wade Wilson was the quarterback. I can only imagine how much worse it was. It was still playing. Walsh. They still had Steve Walsh. Still had oh, Steve so they Walsh. They went back to Walsh, huh? Yeah. Um, well, anyway, I got to go with Sick. I just I just feel like he's so angry. and I mean, they're both great, and I, I'm, I'm always down for some uh, – for some reason, Moore always hated Buford Jordan. So It is. That, the, that, that the, call-in is – Buford Jordan figures 
prominently in this tournament, which is weird. He does, he does which is just weird. Uh, one thing is, and I wish I would have kept it. I probably could sell it on eBay for like $25. Jim Mora, the Saints made him write a letter to all the Saints season ticket holders apologizing for calling them all sick. And uh, maybe my mom still has it somewhere in the, in the attic or something, but I could probably sell that on eBay for $20. But here's the thing, Andrew, and this is from the heart. Dave convinced me that yes! that yes! the view for Jordan Collin it needs to move on. Dave just made a passionate, beautiful case for it, so I'm going view for Jordan Collin. I can't uh, believe you guys. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I was wondering where Ralph was going to stand on this. He was the deciding vote. I was nervous. I mean, mm. six 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 is a it's a great one, man. It's a good one. I mean, I'm, so, I'm so one of them had to go. I would have never guessed in a million years that sick would not make it out of the quarterfinals. Yeah. So the other buy in this tournament was this is actually Jim Mora's final post-game press conference as a Saints coach because he lost his mind. And this is the diddly-poo meltdown. The Saints lost to Carolina. Uh, and then the next day, that's, Jim that's Mora crazy tonight. resigned. What? Your cats are going crazy tonight. They, yeah. they like the diddly-poo one. They diddly, diddly-poo <laughs> one. But um, so uh, – so let me see. Um, here's the here is Diddly Poo, which is another iconic moral one. Well, what happened was that game we got our ass kicked in the second half. We just got our ass totally kicked. We couldn't do Diddly Poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We sucked. The second half we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 uh it's an incredible rant, and he would not be the Saints coach 24 hours later, which was amazing. Um, of would you say, Andrew, this is the second most known moral rant besides playoffs? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, in terms of just, it, it, and it was really the term diddly poo. You know, I don't know that the rant in of itself, I mean, I, I kind of enjoy that he's like, we couldn't stop the run. We couldn't stop the pass. Try to time they got pass. the ball that went down and scored on us. I mean, he's, he really is shitting on his team, but it's, it's the, really, it's the diddly poo, uh, word creation that I think really makes that one as iconic as it was. <laughs> so the neck, the ne- it's facing the number seven seed. This is the, the season is not over. This one won its first round matchup versus uh, don't film the injuries. Uh, this one is great just because it shows that Jim Mora, even in retirement and being a commentator on WDSU, he still got it. And bonus for taking a dump all over Fletcher Mackle. God, I hate to hear that. I hate to hear that. I'm just saying the statistics it's the, say. It's, it's the season over. They have, thir- they have 13 more games to play. Are they, is the season over? Are they, can they go home and pack their bags and go home? You just said the season's over. That's the most negative statement that I hear from fans and media ever. <laughs> ever. And it bugs me. Okay, well, how about is this? the season over? No, there's 13 more games to play. 13 more games to play, and you're saying the season's over? Unbelievable. I'm just saying. St- Unbelievable. Statistically, the season is not over. Do you think those players and coaches are going over there, in there thinking the season's over? No way. 
Look, no I'll, way. I'll say this. Since Sean Payton and Drew Brees arrived, they have always seemingly righted the ship in some way, and they have fought hard until the end. And they got 13 games to right the ship again. You, you, you give all those stats. Since 2000 and this, no team that's gone on. So what? Does that mean it can't happen? No, it doesn't mean that it can't happen. What do you think those guys are thinking? They're going to look at the stats and say, well, there's no way we can go to the playoffs? They wouldn't quit then. The season wouldn't be over even that. No, the season's it over. They got 13 games to play. 13 games. You know what I think? Jeez. You know how this shows how great Mora is with his rants. That is a great rant, and we've listened to four already, and it just doesn't measure up. But it's still really, really good. But diddly poo is just iconic, and that's my vote on this one. This this one is an easy one for me, Andrew. Ah, I don't know. I'm a sucker for banging on the desk. You know, and just when he gets angry and he punches the desk and you hear him do it like five times and he's just flaming on Fletcher. He won't let Fletcher Mackle get a word in. I, I kind of love it. Uh, you know, and again, diddly poo. I'm not going to lie. I love Jim Moore. I mean, especially I'm so sad that he was never able to win a playoff game because he had great teams and yeah. he was a good coach and he deserved better than how it went with and, and you know like i mean just being stuck in the same division with the 49ers in the montana montana and rice era like it's just like i mean he totally got screwed he should have it, it's kind of i don't know it's like uh andy roddick for there, there's your tennis metaphor but it's like andy roddick playing in the Federer era like he totally got screwed out of win, winning a win he won 12 games but, twice and never got a bye yeah yeah so I just feel like the I, the, the diddly poo one gives me sadness because it's like it's the end of the Mora era, and I just I look at that and it's to me it's a little it brings back sad memories. Uh, crushing Fletcher Mackle is always funny. <laughs> Dave, so you're I'm gonna going, I'm going with that. Dave, you're gonna break the tie. What's it gonna wow, be? Wow, so wow, I'm in a position of power here right now. This is uh, I'm gonna take my time with this. Uh, uh, a, a few things, you know, one, Ralph, you know, you said we've listened to now four different, five different Jim Moore rants. And uh, yeah. I don't I honestly don't think diddly poo stacks up diddly poos. It's short. It's uh, he's not really yelling. Um, it, I, there's not a lot of uh, oomph. There's not a lot of yeah. power, emphasis, anger behind it. Um you know, it's ironic because here we have uh, we have Jim Mora's last rant as a saint versus a rant uh, post game saint post Saints game rant uh, later in life, showing that he's still got it. And I think that's powerful. You know, you've 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 got it's almost like his comeback. It's almost like the Jim Jim Mora's comeback story with this rant. With this rant, he came back. He showed everybody that Jim Mora from the '90s is back. He's still got a rant in him. You can still count on him to stand up for what is good and holy in Saints football. Uh, and I like I like the way it starts out. Again, you know, Andrew says he's banging on the desk. I hate to hear that. I love that he just starts off like that, and I, I just love when he starts off like that. Uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm going with uh, yeah. I'm going with 
The more uh, season is not season over. Is not over. Season is not over. The bracket Absolutely. is in shambles. It is officially busted. <laughs> the bracket is officially busted. So no, fi- is, last, the last, the real stuff. The fi- last quarterfinal matchup, the three seed, coulda, shoulda, woulda. This, this, this matchup here is just to me. One of these is going to get put out, and both of them, to me, I think could win the whole goddamn thing. So up first is, um, of course, one of Moore's iconic ones. It's coulda, shoulda, woulda. It's after the first game the Saints played uh, in 1987 after the strike. They lost to San Francisco, and Morton Anderson missed a 50 three-yard field goal wide left uh, and everybody wanted to pat the Saints on the head because they, up to that point they hadn't had a winning season ever in their history but they tried really hard against the big bad San Francisco 49ers and don't they deserve a cookie and isn't it wonderful that they played a close game against a good team and Jim Mora wasn't here for that bullshit we're not good enough we shouldn't even be thinking about beating this 49ers we shouldn't be talking about it because the Saints ain't good enough and you guys shouldn't write about us being a playoff team and all that bull stuff. That's malarkey. We ain't good enough to beat those guys, and it was proven out there today. It's that simple. We're not good enough yet. We got a long way to go. We got a lot of work to do. We're close, and close don't mean And you can put that on TV for me. I'm tired of coming close, and we're going to work off till we ain't close anymore. And it may take some time. We're going to get it done. We aren't in there. We aren't, we aren't good enough. They're better than us. Black and white, simple fact. Could have, would have, should have is the difference in what I'm talking about. The good teams don't come in and say could have. They get it done. All right? It's that simple. I'm tired of saying could have, should have, would have. That's why we ain't good enough yet. Because we're saying could have and they ain't. I should have added Ron. I should have had Ron Swoboda in there because he finds Ralph, could have, should have, would have. <laughs> so... The next rant is this one is my I don't know if it's worthy of winning the entire thing but it's my personal favorite. This is Jim Mora after a, a training camp practice against the Kansas City Chiefs in 1991 and he like is just not pleased with his team and if you just heard this rant you would think the Saints won four games in 1991 but they actually won 11 in their first division title and it's amazing and it starts off with a future murderer asking Jim Mora how the practice went obviously you're not happy oh we got our ass kicked we got our ass kicked it was it was it was uh sickening First three, we have 18 plays on offense. First 18 plays, we turn the ball over, one for a touchdown. The other one's going to set, set up a touchdown. We can't, you know, we got backs that can't hang on to the ball. They out-hit us. They out-toughed us. You know, we, we stunk today. We're, we, we, not even close between that football team and our football team. Not even close. Ridiculous. We run two screens. We don't block anybody. We get a back, gets his knee blown out on one of them. Can block anybody. We stunk. Just stunk. Him injuries. I think it. Oh, I, I, Dean told me he blew his knee out. You know, you got to block people on a screen. Shit, he gets the ball out there, and two guys, big old animals, nail his ass. Shit, it's ridiculous. We, we run a screen before that, we get our ass nailed. What about Shit. scales, coaches? Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know. You know, uh, Dean said he couldn't put any weight on his leg. That didn't sound too good to me. Shit, we, we're down, you know, we're down and back. We're down and everything. We, 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 you know, shit, we don't have enough people right now. Be hard to practice next week, effectively. Pink it done for the year, you think? I don't know. I don't know. Dean told me it looked like he tore two knee ligaments. That doesn't sound very encouraging. Do you take into account at all the fact that they bear? I don't take into account shit. All I take into account is they kicked our ass today. That's what I take into account. Stowers? Stowers. Well, let me let me just tell you something. He looked pretty good, right? They cut him before they came to camp. The Kansas City Chiefs cut Stowers before they came to camp. Looked pretty good for us. Maybe that shows you the difference between our team and their team. I don't know. <laughs> Will you go back to? What practice? do you guys think about that? You, pretty good indication, right? They won't even bring him to camp. Shit, he looks like a star of the day for the Saints. Jim, will you change uh, the focus of practice? Depends if we got anybody that can practice. You know, we got if we can line up and do do something. Jim, was the effort there today? Did you? Uh, I was all right. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Buford Jordan goes in there and gets a little hit and knocks the ball out. Head gets in there, gets a little hit, ball goes out. Shit, I don't know if that's effort or not. It's horse shit ball carrying, I know that. Horse shit. <laughs> I mean... All right, I gotta go. I gotta go first. I gotta go. Go. <laughs> uh, I mean, first of all, that's got so many awesome one-liners, like the horse shit ball carrying... Uh, what was the other? star of the day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the star of the day. What did he say when he asked him about a bear? I don't take about? into account shit. <laughs> like we're gonna, this is gonna create. I'm gonna create a Mora soundboard of just Mora sound that's gonna live on this podcast for all eternity. Um, you know the other the other thing that's so hilarious is um I love the Stower stuff, but what's great about it is whoever was asking the question, all he did was say Stowers. He didn't say what did you think of Stowers, how did Stowers play. He just said Stowers, and then that was enough for Mora to just go off on him. He just had to mention his name. He just the mere mention of his name, and Mora just starts fucking going off on him. And I like when he goes back. He says, well, "I don't know. What do you guys? What did you think? How, how did you think he played? Looked pretty good to me." I don't know. <laughs> that is that one is for me. We don't even need to vote anymore. That one's in the finals on this half, and uh, my the Buford Jordan vomit is on the is in the finals in the other half. I mean, <laughs> that's the best. I'm going Stowers. This one might be the winner. This I'm, one might be the winner. I'm going Stowers, Andrew. But for it to beat Coulda Shoulda Woulda, and it's clear as day that it's defeating Coulda Shoulda Woulda, is kind of stunning to me. Now that as, as we're playing these matchups. Well, Coulda Shoulda Woulda is another kind of like Diddly Poo. It's it, it's a coin phrase. It's iconic because he, you know, the Coulda Woulda Shoulda. In fact, I think they made T-shirts for that. You know, Dave, yeah. your store probably made T-shirts in that era that said Coulda Woulda Shoulda on them. <laughs> but uh, I remember that being a thing where fans would wear it. So it it had cult status. You know, people uh, loved it. And um, so yeah, I mean, like Diddly Poo, I, I think you could make the argument that maybe that one's even bigger. Uh, but the thing about Stowers is that so this wasn't like a post-game press conference that was on live TV. Like there was maybe one or two cameras there, but I just it didn't really make the rounds back then. Like that's the thing. Like my, many of us have rediscovered the Stowers rant later in our Saints fandom. So it, it just showed up on YouTube, and I watched it, and I I, just, I, I think. Ralph, like you, we both watched this. We're like, holy shit, we don't remember this at all. Yeah. You know, so it was like this this gem 
that had just been sitting in this, you know, in this cave in this, in this <laughs> was, safe well, for decades. Well, you got to remember people, you know, now that we have social media and just everything is online and you can take yeah. clips of things and they can go viral and all this, you know, that Jim Moore rant, it probably got played on the local news at 6 and 10, but not the whole thing because sports only gets three minutes, right? So they probably put, took the, the best 20 seconds of it. Maybe ESPN back in the day got it off the satellite and played it, but then it just kind of goes away, right? Because it's just a training camp yeah. rant. Nowadays, if that happens, it literally would consume social media for a week. Like, Oh, it would explode since Twitter or something like that. You know, um, but, but but my thing is, it has everything. It, it has, does. It has more ripping on his team. It has the Buford Jordan insults, which I'm always here for. It it's got you know the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, it this whole Stowers thing about how they cut him and that he looks pretty good for the Saints. Like all of it is just they want to bring him to camp. He looks like a star of the day for the Saints. Yeah, so that's a that's a soundbite you need to hang on to as well. But that's it's this has got to be a clean sweep. It's yeah. Stowers is just it's too strong. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a clean sweep. But you look at the semifinals, and you have no top three seeds making it. You have useless the number eight seed. You have the Buford Jordan call in the four seed on one side, and then you have. The seven seed, the season is not over. On the other side, versus the six seed, St- the Stowers rant. I mean, that's how great Buf- Buford Jordan being in both rants of the finalists is in play. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this this bracket um, is one of those things where we had thought about doing it for a while, but I think. We just didn't have the capability with the banana meter board when we first thought of it, and last summer we did the uh, the other one. But this this by far is our most fun one, um, just because the audio we, makes it so. Can we, can we get this to Mora? Is he on Twitter? Can can we like uh, let no, him know we that we're doing this? I wonder I tr- if he's got an, what his opinion on this would be. My, <laughs> we get him understanding on- is he, my understanding is he's always kind of hated like people t- talking about his rants. Yeah, really? he does not like it. If you watch the NFL films thing on him, he is not a, he's not a fan of the playoff rant. And Jim Mora, I tried to when I did the oral history of the Bobby Abear holdout, I got Jim Mora's uh, email, and I emailed him, and he responded back, and I I asked him like four questions to, to for him to answer, and he's like, Nah, I'm not answering those questions. I'm like, All these people are dead, and you won't even answer the questions about. What what happened during the Bobby Abair holdout? Um, so I doubt uh, Jim Mora would be uh, keen to give us any sort of response about our Jim Mora, our greatest Jim Mora rants bracket. But it doesn't change the fact that we love him and that this bracket has been amazing. Um, so now you know you know we we paid Sean Payton to cut that open for us and insult us. <laughs> I I mean I'm just gonna say this right now. Whatever we paid Sean Payton, I would triple it for Jim Mora to insult us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you um you aren't you not kidding. I mean, do you th- what? How, how much do you think we'd have to pay Mora to get him to insult us? I mean, I I'd, I'd take out a I'd take out a second mortgage. 
<laughs> we would give six months of podcast revenue to have Jim Moore insult us. <laughs> so, guys, um, you know, sorry about the live stream. I think it, I think it worked fine for everyone except my computer for some reason. So thanks for hanging out with us. Obviously, they've stayed around, so uh, it's worked. So we appreciate you guys. And we said at the top of the show, but I'm going to say it again. Dave has done some amazingly cool stuff for our uh, booze bundle that we're going to send everybody in August who is a $10 patron. And that is going to be fantastic. You want it to get you ready for Saint season. Crudetasum cup, uh, forever drew cup, uh, a koozie, and a shot glass with the Saints Happy Hour logo on it. You get all of that for 10 bucks, plus access to every podcast we do. You get your daily dose of Saints Happy Hour, and you get Andrew's grades. Why? And you get access to the Discord for $10. God, we're, practically, we're, we're, we're literally going to lose money on it, but we do it because it's fun. So become a $10 patron. Think of it. Uh, consider it. Uh, we we appreciate uh, your support. Um, so guys, it's been a fun Sunday night. The live stream worked. Uh, thanks to Dave. Thanks to Andrew, Kevin, who's MIA. Thanks for hanging out with us. Until next time, the bar is closed.